Welcome, welcome to the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric, and you have found the podcast Fika with Arctic Eric. Yep, Fika, that freedom that you and I as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that freedom we have to know him more deeply, more personally, more richly, moment by moment and day by day. The freedom to experience him in scripture, the revelation of the Alpha and Omega through Scripture, that freedom to hear His voice, that freedom to follow Him, and that freedom to share Him with others. I'm really looking forward to these coming chats here at the kitchen table. It's a subject that uh, is very near and dear to my heart, and that is 50 things the Holy Spirit does. 50 things that that wonderful Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, also referred to as the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of Grace, the one self-same Holy Spirit, 50 things that He does. And why is that important for us in our walk with the Lord? Well, as we know what He desires to do, we can, for the first part, yield to him, submit our will to his will, to what he has revealed in Scripture that he desires to do, has done, or will do. And on the other side, we don't find ourselves trying to do those things that the Holy Spirit has been assigned to do. It allows us to walk in a freedom from trying to, quote, make it happen when it's something that someone else is going to do. And that someone else is the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Isn't it marvelous? Yep, that moment you believed in your heart that God raised Christ Jesus from the dead. At that moment, you became right with God. You became born again. The Spirit of God dwells in you because of that. You have become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the first fruit of that conversion, of that experience, is that you can freely confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord. The first thing, and by the way, these 50 things aren't in any particular order. They probably could be, but they're not. So I'll just take them as I have them here listed. And it's going to be interesting to see how many chats it's going to take here at the kitchen table to be able to go through these 50 things the Holy Spirit does. Okay, here we go with part number eight of the series. This is number 15. Thanks for being here. He, the Holy Spirit, washes us, and the Holy Spirit renews us. That's right. So we're going to look at Titus chapter 3, beginning at verse 4. But when the goodness and kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared in human form as the man Jesus Christ, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy, by the cleansing of the new birth, that spiritual transformation, that regeneration, the moment you trust the Lord Jesus Christ, and renewed 
by the Holy Spirit. That's right. The renewal is by the Holy Spirit, whom he, God, poured out richly upon you and me and all who believe through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Why would he do that? Verse 7, so that we would be justified, made free of guilt of sin by God's compassionate, undeserved grace, that we who believe would be acknowledged as acceptable to God and counted as conformed to the divine will in purpose, thought, and action, and made heirs of eternal life, actually experiencing it according to our hope, his guarantee. Isn't that marvelous? He saved us. It's not by anything we've done. It's by faith alone in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, he is the faithful one. He is merciful, filled with grace and mercy. And he washes us, he transforms us, he regenerates us by his Spirit, the person of the Holy, Holy Spirit. And he's poured out upon us richly. Listen, we have a guarantee. That's right. We are heirs of eternal life, actually experiencing eternal life now and for eternity. Why? Because Christ is the eternal one and he lives in us. We're born again into an eternal relationship with God through faith and trust in his son. Okay, let's go to number 16. The Holy Spirit brings unity and oneness to the body. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 4 and chapter 2. We can see here that the Holy Spirit plays the role that he has in the Godhead. The Spirit is the life that unites Father and Son, and he plays that same role in the ecclesia when we gather. When he is operating in a group of believers, he unites them in love. Therefore, a sure evidence of the Holy Spirit working in a group is love and unity, not signs and wonders, because those are seasonal and they can be counterfeited. So let's look here in verse 3 of chapter 4 of Ephesians. Make every effort to keep the oneness of the Spirit in the bond of peace, each individual working together to make the whole successful. Be eager. Strive earnestly to guard and keep this harmony and this oneness, now listen, this oneness that is produced by the Spirit in the binding power of peace. That's right. He is the Prince of Peace. He's the mighty God, and he brings that unity. For he himself, verse 14, for he himself is our peace and our bond of unity. That's right. Jesus is our peace. Jesus, by his Spirit, is the bond of unity. He made two groups, the Jews and the Gentiles, into one body. He broke down the barrier, that dividing wall. Yeah, he broke it down. He destroyed it. He abolished that division, that spiritual antagonism between us. How did he do that? Verse 15, by abolishing in his own crucified flesh, 
the hostility caused by the law with its commandments, decrees, and ordinances, which he satisfied, he annulled, he fulfilled, so that he himself, Christ, by his Spirit, might make the two into one new man, thereby establishing peace. Listen, that's God's goal for us, that we have not only peace with God, but peace with all. That's right. And that he might reconcile them, this is the Jew and the Gentile, by uniting them in one body to God through his cross, thereby putting to death the hostility, that separation. And he came and preached the good news of peace to you Gentiles, that's us, that's me, who were far away, and peace to those Jews who were near. For it is through him, Jesus Christ, faith and trust and hope in him, that we both, Jew or Gentile, have a direct way of approach in one spirit, that's right, one spirit, to the Father. You know, we know that the Father is spirit. God is spirit. And we approach him in that one spirit, that Holy Spirit, that person of the Holy Spirit. How marvelous. Because even though we were once afar off, separated from God without hope in the world, we now have an introduction or we have access by the Holy Spirit to the Father. And what does that mean? That means we are able to approach him, not only as God, the creator of heaven and earth and everything in it, but we can approach God as our Abba, Abba, as our Father. Oh, how marvelous it is. Well, okay, we've now covered two more points. Next time we meet here at the kitchen table, we'll take up number 17. As always, I want to pray for you here before I go. Father, I ask you for each person who's listening right now that your good, perfect, and acceptable will be done for them, to them, in them, and through them to others. Today, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Good day.